The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Devo. Okay, since I'm a man and love to relate things in relationship terms, tonight was kind of like that first date with the really cute girl you've been looking forward to, and it goes well like you expected it to, and you knew it would, but you don't leave the date very satisfied because A, it was kind of boring, and B, worrisome because she has some warts that you're starting to see. And that didn't sound good. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Welcome into another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. It's Deva with your dish after a Royals 3-2 to victory in Game 2 against the Minnesota Twins of this three-game series. It's a game, yeah, that you expected, and deep down you knew you'd win this game. Kind of like that first date with a cute girl. You knew it would go well, but, you know, deep down you're still not satisfied afterwards because you see some faults with her, and it wasn't that exciting. That's kind of like this game tonight. The Royals' offense just continues to expose their warts, and it just makes you crave more because you feel like it's not enough right now, and it's not going to be enough. But thankfully the Royals got it done on a must-win. Tomorrow is also a must-win. You must take two out of three against the Twins at the very least as KC did its typical wart offensive performance by struggling pretty much the entire night, but then getting one big inning, at least in their standards, to get the win. And they seem to do that majority of the times that they score three, four, five, six runs, which for this offense feels like quite a bit. The majority of those nights, it's all in one inning, maybe two, and nothing else. Same thing, sixth inning tonight, which was the difference in the game. Thankfully, it happened. I'm not whining. I'm just pointing out that I wish it would happen more often. But that sixth inning, Omar Infante, a nice at bat, one of three hits, he lines a single to start off the inning, and then three extra base hits start. Three doubles. Eric Hosmer pops out first, but then Salvador Perez cranks one to left center. That scores Infante. Gets the game tied up. Alex Gordon then, after Salvador Perez advances to third on a wild throw, scores him on what looked like a sacrifice fly at first. The ball just kept taking off. Straightaway center, another double, makes it 2-1 Royals. Billy Butler grounds out, and then Mike Moustakis, first pitch, rips a double down the right field line. Getting in Alex, that's three runs, thanks to three doubles in the same inning for the first time this year, since 2012 late in the year. That just that didn't seem right to me. I could have sworn the Royals had three doubles at some point this year in an inning, but that's not what the stat guys say, so we go with them because they know better than I do. Because while I'm out there finding the warts on the ladies, they're in their basement, right? Figuring out the stats. <laughs> Actually, I'm not with any girls right now because that's why I'm stuck in my basement in my home studio here talking Royals baseball with you. I shouldn't be making fun of anybody at this point. My dating life's drier than the desert, man. It needs the rain big time, which is what the Royals do. They did, they did the offense to start raining hits and runs here soon. But, you know, it was enough tonight. Thankfully, since the Royals pitching, which it was good tonight. It didn't seem like it was really good, though, did it? Just because you're facing the Twins, it's not a good team. They had base runners all over the place. The Twins really gave this game away, if you look at it from their perspective. From having runners thrown out at home plate to having runners picked off by Salvador Perez to having runners all over the bases and not getting that big hit. I mean, the Royals basically met their match tonight. I mean, the Royals haven't had that many bad base running plays in recent weeks, and really for the majority of the season, you had the whole Royals free out joke last year with a local radio station here in KC. The base running's been a lot better this year. A lot less of that, but the Twins kind of Gave away probably a run on the base pass tonight. Could have had more. But, you know, that's why the pitching didn't feel the best in the world. But 
Back to the offense for a second. One of the things I wanted to talk about is the walks in this series. The Royals had only one walk again tonight, and that's just it's bothersome. That makes the walks twelve to three in Minnesota's favor in this series. Twelve to three in favor of Minnesota in this series. For walks. Five last night, seven tonight. And that's worrisome, obviously. The Royals not getting deep enough in counts to walk, which means you're not wearing down pitchers, which means you're not probably getting balls up to drive. Because you're seeing less pitches, but I digress. We talked about that last night. It was frustrating, though. Phil Hughes threw about 75% fastballs. Threw strikes, give him that, but you know, even hacking at them and swinging at those fastballs, the Royals couldn't do much this evening. But it was enough because of Danny Duffy, Jason Frazier, Kelvin Herrera, Wade Davis, and Greg Holland. We'll talk about the bullpen here in a second, but let's not get ahead of ourselves here. we got to talk about Danny Duffy. Now, Danny Duffy, just a few hours ago, I was talking to my good friend Tony about Danny Duffy and how... Gosh, he's been so good. I mean, he's been, outside of Corey Kluber, probably the best pitcher in the American League Central over the last month to two months, month and a half. I mean, him and Kluber seem to go toe-to-toe when they pitch against each other every other game, it seems like. And both are doing great. Kluber, by the way, another insanely great outing tonight against the Mariners, which does help the Royals. More on that later. But Danny Duffy was due for a bad outing, I thought. I mean, you can only go so many outings in a row where you look like Cy Young. And tonight, you know, the good thing is tonight – to me, is a bad outing for Danny Duffy, and that just says how far he has come as a pitcher. Five and two-thirds allows just one run on four hits, but the problem was four Ks, but six walks allowed by Danny Duffy. Six walks by Danny Duffy. That's the old Danny Duffy we're used to seeing from previous years that can't go deep into games and walks a lot of guys. That's that's who we're used to seeing in the past. So the good thing is I think it's an anomaly tonight, and I think he was due for an outing like this, and it's awesome news if that's the case, that it came against the Twins, A, a very punchless team, but B, the fact that the Royals were able to get a win. Danny didn't, of course, still stuck on five wins with his 2.42 ERA, but it's good the Royals were able to get that win tonight. Duffy, just give him credit, battled his control, but persevered through it. And then Jason Frazier helped bail him out and got the biggest out of the game. Five and two-thirds for Duffy. Well, that out to get him through the sixth. Bases juice. Jason Frazier comes in, as he has since coming over from the Rangers, has been perfect with runners on base. All inherited runners when Jason Frazier's come in have been stranded. Biggest out of the year. Makes a million-dollar pitch. And I'm a guy, as I mentioned here in Clubhouse Conversation, I did not love giving up Spencer Patton to get Jason Frazier. So, But I didn't argue about the quality of Frazier, I knew he was an upgrade. I loved having him out there. I'm glad that we have him. I, the time I just said I didn't love who the Royals gave up for him because I still think Spencer Patton will be a pretty useful reliever. But, you know, Jason Frazier keeps pitching like this. He's a guy the Royals can definitely bring back next year, possibly Luke Hochaver as well, especially if you're going to unload either Davis or Holland. If you can pad the back of that bullpen with Hochaver and Frazier to go along with Herrera and either Davis or Holland, I mean, you're still in great shape in that bullpen and maybe flipping for a bat saving you a little payroll. So that's good news about Jason Frazier. So let's give Dayton more credit for that. I'll, I'll give Dayton more credit. I've always liked Frazier. Didn't love the trade at the time, but it's looking pretty good right now because he really has done a great job since coming over. One guy who hasn't is Scott Downs, who came in in the seventh. I don't really understand why. I mean, I understand why he had a left-left matchup. But, I mean, you had a fresh Calvin Herrera sitting out there, a fresh Davis and a fresh Holland. Why not just go to him? You had her. It's a thing with Dead US where he continues to have guys warm who are the better pitcher or who make more sense in a certain situation. The other night we saw it, what, when, what game was that? When he brought back out Bruce Chen on Sunday. I mean, and you had a, a guy open, you know, Frazier up in the bullpen that day, as a matter of fact. He came in after giving up another home run when he was over 100 pitches and it was clear he was done. 
when he brings in Frazier. Like, he just seems like Ned leaves guys in too long or has the correct guy warming up in the bullpen. Like, deep down, he knows the move on Sunday was to bring in Frazier with that clean inning, but he didn't. He was hoping to get one out or two outs, he said, more from Chen, which didn't matter in the end because Frazier pitched three anyways. Same thing if he would have brought him in to start that inning on Sunday. And in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's going to strain Jason Frazier's arm getting an extra out or two versus throwing Chen back out there and risking that game. But And then you go to tonight, and he had Herrera ready. So obviously, yes, I understand it's a left-left matchup with Downs, but come on, Downs has not been good this year. Against lefties, I suppose he's been pretty good right around 225. So against lefties, he's been pretty good. But Herrera's been a lot better. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, at that point, you're just getting cute. Herrera is the much better pitcher. If you've got two guys who are kind of the same, then go the left, left, right, right, whatever you want to do. But it wasn't crazy about that. So Downs falls behind on the count, gets the three balls, allows a double. Thankfully, Ned got him out. Herrera did allow a couple hits, although one of them was on a good pitch, a good pitcher's pitch. But then he buckled down, got the job done. I really thought he pitched well tonight. I love seeing Calvin Herrera out there, having a great year. And then Wade Davis, talk about great years. Video game stats, 0.99 ERA, most likely as we go into August. He has an ERA under one in August. That is video game, one, two, three, and eight, but two Ks. Holland, two Ks. In the ninth, although he mixed in a walk and two wild pitches, the bullpen got the job done once again. Danny Duffy got the job done in the grand scheme, and the offense did just enough. Once again, yes, the Twins are not good. Yes, the Twins probably gave the Royals a run or you know, uh, with their base running tonight. But the Royals are in no business to turn down wins. And the Royals have to beat Tims like the Twins. They still got the job done. They made some nice defensive plays out there tonight. Salvi, I thought, made some fantastic plays. Eric Hosmer, that, that, that play that Salvi made with Herrera, to throw out the runner on the sacrifice bunt, wheeling around and throwing there in the seventh, throwing that gun, I, th- I thought that was going to be up the right field line. I-, I think the majority of catchers in the league either don't throw that ball and the bases are loaded with nobody out, or they throw the ball off the line and the game gets out of hand. Because that would have scored two right there, and the whole game is completely different. The Royals probably lose. That's an underrated play of the game. Besides Frazier's out, I love seeing Salvador Perez make that kind of 270, not quite a 360, picked up the ball in that bunt, gunned out the runner to Infante at first. That was a nice play by Salvador Perez, and Salvador Perez makes plays nightly that nobody really notices out there. Just awesome defensively. It is so fun to watch. I'm telling you, if Salvador Perez can develop a little play discipline, and I hope that he will with time, I just I worry sometimes about this organization when I hear people like Ned Yost last night say that you can't change guys and there's no point in changing them, and I, I look down to the minor league system and the Royals are last and on base and walks. I'm a little worried, but I, I feel like if Salvador Perez can learn a little more play discipline, this guy's got Hall of Fame potential, guys no doubt could be the best easily catcher in Royals history. So young, with his power potential at the plate, the way he throws out runners, the way he calls games, he's going to be an all-star. If he stays healthy, knock on wood, he's going to be a seven, eight, nine time all-star. I really believe that. I think Salvador Perez has a great chance at that someday. And I hate even saying that because I almost feel silly saying that so early. But if you don't see Hall of Fame potential in Salvia, we already know he's a perennial all-star. If you don't see Hall of Fame potential, you're not watching baseball. And you don't watch much baseball. So let's talk about tomorrow. The Royals, by the way, do gain a game and a couple of teams in the wild card. What do we have? The Yankees lost tonight, and, and thanks to Corey Kluber, Seattle lost. So the Royals do gain a game there. Unfortunately, Toronto wins, and unfortunately the Royals don't play Toronto again this year. So that sucks, but Detroit wins as well. So I'm not going to worry too much about that. The Royals have to keep taking care of their own business. Right now they're so fringe as it is that I'm not going to – spend too much time from here on out talking about the wild card and division unless they unless they continue to win, win some series. If they got to win tomorrow, they got to find a way to at least get one in Oakland. They almost have to win two out of three in Oakland, guys. 
we're almost at the point where they have to win two out of three just about every series. And when they do lose a series, which will happen, they cannot get swept. That's that's where they're at right now. If they want to think playoffs, they've got to sweep probably three series from here on out. They've got to win two out of three in every series except for two or three, and they can't get swept when they lose the series. That's the recipe to get into the postseason. So you have to win tomorrow, and you're almost to the place where you've got to take two out of three in Oakland, which is a dangerous, dangerous place to be, especially with the Astros playing them toe-to-toe and winning tonight. I hate seeing that. I wish Oakland would just dominate them. Hopefully they will tomorrow. Anyway, tomorrow for the Royals is Kevin Correa against Jordano Ventura. Correa on the year has been rough, to say the least. Speaking of girls at the start of this start of this uh, clubhouse conversation. He's that rough girl at 2 in the morning that you can't even get yourself to think about taking home. Right? Kevin Correa this year, 5-13 and 13 with a 5.06. He's a legitimate 5-13. and 13. I mean, Duffy's heading towards that with his 2-4. He's not too far from that, but Correa is a legitimate 5-13 and 13 with a 5.06. Royals last saw him July 2nd. Six innings of two-run ball on two hits, three Ks, two walks. Royals let him off the hook last time. I expect they'll hit him tomorrow. Royals about due for a nice offensive night. I'm thinking seven to two, seven to three Royals. Tomorrow should be a nice win. I really think that. Now, of course, with that said, they could easily lose tomorrow. It's baseball. And it's the Royals who have been very inconsistent and haven't exactly I mean it's it's kind of, I guess, maybe ignorant of me to predict that they're gonna light a pitcher up since they lit very few pitchers up this year. But I feel like the, the recipe's there. You've been struggling to score some runs. The last couple games against the twins. You had a nice win tonight to get your confidence back a little bit. You come out tomorrow. I guess a, a pitcher you struggled against last time. A lot of averages say he's probably going to struggle tomorrow. I just think it's a nice, a nice uh, opportunity for the Royals to get a nice win with Ventura on the hill and then get that one, and we'll see what happens. We're going to take it one game at a time here. they got to win tomorrow, have to win tomorrow, almost every day. Uh, that's one thing I do love that Nendio says, every day we want to win. It's every day, win a ball game, enjoy that for about five minutes, and get to the next ball game. Win that ball game, continue to start over. And that's, that's what's going to take. Not scoreboard watching, not obsessing. The Royals just have to keep winning games at a two out of three pace from here on out. So we'll have it again for you tomorrow night on Clubhouse Conversation. Thank you for listening. By the way, we will be talking with Whit Merrifield from the Omaha Storm Chasers, currently hitting 365, OPSing what? I think it's towards 870 or something right now. Had three more hits tonight for Omaha. Whit Merrifield, a guy who I think we'll see up here in September, a very good chance of that. He's not in the 40, but I think he'll be put in the 40 after the year either way, so I think there's a good chance he comes up in September. And a guy that you could consider to take over for Abanya is on the bench. You know, the way he plays, he's, he's a versatile can play. He's done everything in the minor leagues except catch. He's even pitched. Everything but catcher, Whit Merrifield's played. A guy that can play everywhere. He can run. He's hitting the cover off the ball. A guy you developed, a former College World Series hero. I'm very excited to bring you Whit Merrifield tomorrow here on Clubhouse Conversation. So check that out before the, the game tomorrow, during the day tomorrow if you're bored at work. And we'll be back tomorrow night breaking down hopefully a nice, easy Royals win on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night.